What is going on, our good friends out there in the world? This is once again the CYJ podcast. It's a pleasure to have you guys with us connect one more time. Uh, we appreciate you guys downloading the episode or just streaming the episode. Uh, we're happy to be here, man. Josh, how you doing today, brother? How you doing? Good, good, Charlie. Uh, a lot of news, a lot of stuff to keep up with. So it's going to be interesting. It sure is. It's, um, uh, you know, a lot of people say this is one of the happiest times of the year for the teams that were doing very bad in the football year. This is their chance to start Hope. rebuilding, man. You Hope. start. That's right. And guess what? Officially, well, technically not yet. Technically as of Wednesday. But as of Wednesday, every team is O and O. You know, everybody is in first place. Everybody is in last place. Uh, I, I was going to introduce Yanko. Unfortunately, Yanko is not here with us. I guess we can say he is um, emotionally unavailable, unavailable this afternoon. Uh, Yanko. <laughs> Sorry, brother. I We wish you were here. We, we miss you. Uh, hopefully you'll be here with us next week. By that point, I'm guessing the NFL free agency should have wrapped up the most important things. And we'll probably be getting ready to give some grades out, probably look into the draft now. But we miss you, man. We miss you. Be well, so be wherever well. you're at, man, enjoy yourself and we'll see you soon. But all right, Josh, we know at the end of the day, people are here to listen to football talk. Free agency starts. We mentioned it three days from now. I know you got NFL Network right there on the side. I got ESPN. I got Twitter opened up. We got Bleach Report. We pretty much got everything, guys. So this might not be the typical podcast that we do where we have a little bit of an agenda. We do have an agenda. We're going to try to get to as much as we can. But at the end of the day, you know, news are news. If we can hit it, great. If we can't, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. So, all right, bro, let's get started. There was a lot of moves this week in free agency just in the last couple of days. There was a lot of stuff. But right before we get into that, how about we talk about the retirees? There was a big name that stood out. You know it. I know it. I think everybody knows it. Drew Brees. Your thoughts on Drew Brees, man? Heck of a player. Uh, top 10 player for sure. Uh, underrated PPR machine and fantasy football. Uh, was undersized. He, he was one of the first to kind of change that uh, prototypical mantra of a quarterback. Uh, and he did good with the Chargers and he revitalized a franchise that was terrible, which is the Saints. Brought them hope, brought them structure at quarterback position and got him a chip. Uh, a heck of a of a player of a person. I'm sure he's a great father. He seems like he is. He's that was a cool. Did family. you see? Did you see how they he, he announced his retirement? That was pretty cool. Yeah, I saw that. That was that was pretty cool. So all in all, man, a heck of a player. He's going to go down as one of the all time greats. And he owns several records right now. But I think when it's all said and done, I'm sure uh, number twelve up in Tampa is going to have something to say about that. But as of now, Drew Brees is the the all time in passing yards. You, you almost feel like Tom Brady is now just playing for that. I mean, he's not, I know he's playing for another ring. He's obviously playing for another ring, but it's like, he's, he's around, might as well get as many records as he oh, can. You know, absolutely. He, absolutely. They were, they were, they were going back and forth last season with the whole touchdown records. One would get it. Then the other guy would get it. And they were just kind of going back and forth, but I guess it's a, it's a safe conclusion to say that Tom Brady is going to have that record for himself it's safe to say whether he catches up to him in yards will be a question mark because breeze does have an advantage over him he has he did show throughout his career he he would just i mean we, people forget how bad the saints were about eight or nine years ago in defense 
this whole Saints being good on defense is more of a, a last couple of years thing. For the longest time, I was I was used to watching the Saints win games, but they would win them um, 44 to 40, 34 to 33. You know, it was it was out there. I think something that, that people forget, uh, I, I know you guys don't, don't forget as, as a Raider fans. I know Yankel's not here, but both of you. Hey, he was a Charger. He was a Charger for a while there, you know, and, and he was pretty good. Had some pretty good years there. Uh, do you recall why he actually left the Chargers at the end of the day? Which is he pretty ironic. A, he had a terrible injury that happened to him. And uh, I believe it's something to do with the shoulder. Uh, yeah. Doctors advised against it, advised the Chargers that he wasn't going to be the same player. Uh, they drafted uh, Rivers the year before, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. to take him under the under the wing. And then when it came down for him being a free agent. Uh, it, fun fact. I don't know if you remember this, Charlie, but. So it, and it was narrowed down between the Saints and the Dolphins. Oh, man, you beat me to the story. So that's awesome. Go for it, man. And the Dolphins had the chance of actually signing Drew Brees. He wanted to uh, go there. He did. And that was actually when, uh, what's his face, uh, Alabama head coach? Uh, uh, Nick Saban. Nick Saban was with the, with, yep. the, with, the, with the Dolphins. Is it that when he quit, like, at, like just in the middle, like after yeah, a like game? Two, like he only yeah. lasted like two years. So yep. anyways, the Dolphins doctors said, you know what? No, he's fried. He's damaged goods. Do not give him all this money. And ironically, they went with Dante Culpepper, who after the Vikings just completely disappeared, tore his knee, I don't know how many times. And they elected a gold Culpepper instead of Breeze. The Saints got Drew Breeze, and the rest is history. It, it's, it's, I guess it's a caution to what we're talking about today. It, it's, I'm glad you brought it up because it kind of shows you how free agents he isn't a guarantee. At the moment, you look back, I mean, how long is this? Uh, 15 years, 14 years, something like that. 16 years, uh, 05, give or take. This was a while. I want to say he was five years. He was five years with the Chargers, give or take, and then fifteen. He has he spent it in New Orleans, if I'm not mistaken, because he played a total of twenty years. Yes, yes. So this was. I mean, but regardless, it was a while ago. But at right. that moment, is it not true that people probably thought that Cole Pepper was the right choice for the Dolphins at that time? You know, at the crazy years with Minnesota, you it, it looked great, and and you know, an injured player. Eh, do you really want that injured player? <laughs> the, the the stats talk for themselves man the stats talk for themselves we go back to the same thing prototypical size dante culpepper uh six four kind of an arm uh big statute kind of guy what you want on a quarterback and then you see drew Brees. he had good years with the chargers but he wasn't your typical quarterback mold however uh because of drew Brees, look at how many uh we wouldn't say quarterbacks not to compare Breeze, but uh, teams are starting to take a chance and yep. undersized people, undersized quarterbacks at that position. Well, R- Russell Wilson is in the NFL because of Drew Breeze. Granted, right. he wasn't drafted that high, and, and it's safe to say not even the Seahawks expected Russell to become Russell. But right. the fact that Drew Breeze was able to be who he was gave uh, players like Russell Wilson a chance. But not only that, I think Drew Breeze opened up a, a world of opportunities for teams to take a chance in free agency for anybody, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 we're talking about a franchise quarterback and the saints were willing to just hand him the keys of new Orleans. And man, it, did he deserve more super bowls? He sure did. He didn't get him, unfortunately, but he got his ring. So at the end of the day, you, you, you try to get your one ring. He's a sure more than likely first ballot hall of famer. He's going to be there guaranteed heck of a player, but it kind of brings me into the discussion for today with the whole free agency. 
Because when we compare, once again, Culpepper and uh, Breeze, it shows you that today, particularly what we're seeing today, all these moves left and right, signing, signing, signing. Sometimes as fans, we let this mess with our emotions because sometimes we start seeing some teams that they're signing players left and right. And it looks like they got the best thing coming. And guess what? They are the winners of the offseason, but they're not the winner. The winners, my bad. <laughs> yes. But, well, they, well, you know what? Unfortunately, they become the winners because they, they, end, up, they end up losing out. W- winning in free agency doesn't guarantee you winning in the nope. NFL. It does not. We saw it with Drew Brees. I guarantee you we have a lot of names to talk about. A lot of these players are not going to work out. It, it's, it's a reality. Right. Uh, free agency. You, people forget free agency are players that teams did not sign. So they're out there for a reason, whether it's the cap or not, there's a reason, but all right. So let's, let, let's get started. Let's talk with some of the names that are, that are out there. I don't know if you, if you found out over the weekend, uh, Tom Brady actually renegotiated his, uh, Oh, what's that? Uh oh, guys. So there is our breaking news. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, Charlie. No, 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 no. Go for it. It's more important. These are going to drop like flies. Uh, Corey Davis, then of the Tennessee Titans wide receiver. Who's he going with? Is, he's headed to the New York Jets. Wow. Look at three years, just... 37.5, 27 million guaranteed. Wow. That's a Man, the Jets are, are – I mean, we, we knew they were one of the teams that had the most amount of money. So Yes, sir. Here's the thing, though. Corey Davis. You know, and, 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 guys, we mentioned it. This is going to be a very weird podcast. We're going to be jumping back and forth. But Corey Davis, he started breaking out last year. He was, he was a high first-round pick with the Tennessee Titans at the time. Yes, sir. Last year, for times, it looked like he was actually playing better than A.J. Brown. Correct. Was it because he would – being covered by the second cornerback, though, he didn't have as much attention. What do you think? I like Corey Davis, but is he worth this kind of money? So I completely agree with you in that regard. Uh, Corey Davis was drafted, I believe, number five overall out of Western Michigan. He was a high draft pick that, and it was a head scratcher. And it wasn't until the arrival of A.J. Brown that Corey Davis started to have that consistency. Uh, and I, I think you hit the nail in the head. Now the jets, a lot of, a lot of free agency is going to be overspending. We we understand that you have to, right. You have to spend the money and we'll get into the whole cap ramifications on why teams have to be proactive to spend this money. Uh, but I, I, it's a perfect fit for the jets. They needed a receiver. Corey Davis was available, uh, perhaps a cap casualty, uh, because of the, you reduce, uh, cap space this year. So the Jets needed a splashy move at receiver, address offensive, uh, you know, uh, positions, and they got Corey Davis. Now you just got, now you just got to figure out the quarterback position. Oh, gotta, well, yeah. Gonna, yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to yeah. figure out who's going to throw them the ball, but <laughs> but at least they but got they the have re- a receiver. They got a receiver. Uh, you know what? It's a little underrated. They do have Jamison Crowder there as well. Last year, he he had a really good season. I think this is a good signing. I'm a little concerned with how much money was thrown out there. We're going to, you mentioned it. We're going to get into it for Robert Sala. He had to do something like that. He's obviously getting into it. He feels comfortable. He's the type of player though. He has, he has the speed. He has the size. He has the tangibles. Hey, he showed it last year. Can he, can he grow off of last season and, and yep. continue on? 
All right. So we were talking about the Tom Brady. Tom Brady actually, once again, like he's done it his entire career. What did he do? He renegotiated his contract. Guys, he's, he's, he's doing four- goatish things. Good. Goatish. 45 years old. And he just renegotiated a two-year contract. Two-year contract. So what does that mean? Ultimately, what that means is that just opened up a bunch of cap for the Buccaneers, which leads us to Shaq Barrett. Four-year, $72 million contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Four years. Wow. Yeah. Not to mention that Chris Godwin is coming back on the franchise tag. Rob Ronkowski also today announced one-year, $10 million contract. The Buccaneers are all Levante David. Levante they signed David. Levante David, too. Two years. So everyone's coming back. That defensive line, I mean, JPP is on the line. It doesn't matter because you got the GOAT anyway. Right. I know AB is still a free agent, but I wouldn't be surprised that he comes back because I'm still not sure any other team's going to take a flyer on him. And Tom Brady's going to be like, I'll, I'll take him. Hey, I'll take him. Yeah. I got no problem taking uh, AB back and, and just running all, run all over again. But, man, I was reading this this afternoon. The Shaq's contract, though, his cap is only $5.5 million for this season. Isn't that crazy? God, the bucket, the whole NFC South division, their cap situation is just, man, if you're a GM, if you're a new GM and you want to know how to get things done, <laughs> go scout those general managers because they are doing something right. Man, uh, a- any thoughts on what the Buccaneers are doing? How, what do you feel? Do you, are are to they going to repeat? To be honest with you, I was very skeptical in uh, especially the season that Shaq Barrett had and the impact that he had on that defense that they were going to be able to resign him. And it just goes to show you, man, these GMs get paid top dollar too. And I, I think something that is undervalued is not every team has a GOAT. There's only one team that has the GOAT. And he understands uh, winning is a priority for him and getting more chips and, and more relevancy. And he did another a goat move, but this time it paid off because he was doing that in New England and New England re- wasn't never really a splashy kind of, you know, free agent destination. But, uh, hey, he pulled it at Tampa and he kept all the whole band together. So repeat. I, I would think at least NFC championship. Again. At, at least it's safe to say they're the team to beat right now. Easy right now. There's yeah. no... And and we'll, and we mentioned it, you know, things are going to change a lot. Yeah. For all, I mean, Tom Brady could tomorrow tear his ACL, and and this season suddenly this season is back to the old Jameis Winston season. So it, right. it, it, it you got to take it, you got to take it with ease. You got to be careful. It's it's not a given. We're we're in we're in March. It's not a guarantee that they're going to win the Super Bowl just now. But as of right, right now, with the moves this this general manager and administration is doing. There is no doubt in my mind that the Buccaneers are the best team right Absolutely. now. No and not only that, but you got to think this is year two out of this whole project. So you did that year one with COVID and they didn't let you, you know, you know, chime in with your team and have practices and have one-on-ones. Now this is year two out of this whole operation. Everybody kind of knows what they're supposed to do now. So you don't hand over awards in, in off season. We, we don't, right. It's just predictions, but the whole band stayed together. They're only going to get better offensively. So it, it's going to get crazy. Oh boy. Here we go again. Another breaking news coming out just now around the NFL is now announcing that Philip Dorsett is actually coming 
to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Philip Dorsett, man. Wow. Not a flashy receiver, speedy guy. Uh, Carlos Hyde, actually, right before we started the show, is also coming in with a two-year, $6 million contract. They signed a defensive tackle earlier today, Robert Harris from the Bears, to a three-year, 24-minute. The Jacksonville Jaguars, we saw it a couple weeks ago. We've been building up the hype. They have the most amount of cap in the NFL. They had the most amount of uh, cap. The Jaguars, heck, I, mean, I know Yankel's not here to defend Trevor Lawrence, but are they building something? <laughs> <laughs> we know Trevor Lawrence is going to get is going to be the number one pick. Urban right. Myers, the coach, you know, this is getting excited. Jaguars, any thoughts on what the Jaguars are doing? They had to be aggressive too in free agency. Uh, they had to. Uh, they have to. They have a lot of holes, like a lot of teams do. Uh, so. It seems that they have the quarterback position figured out because unless something miraculous happens, we all know that they're going to go with Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Um, Much to uh, Yanko's, you know, uh, demise, of course, that he's all in love with Trevor. And yeah, I I would go the same route too. Well, there's no other quarterback that you go. Although, you know what, putting a little note on that, Chris Sims, about a couple of weeks ago, uh, I don't know if if you're familiar with his reports Mm -hmm. that he does every year. He likes to, he put the, the quarterbacks out in position. He actually didn't rank Trevor Lawrence one. He actually put wow. uh, uh from BYU. Man, I'm losing the name here. Oh, from- are you serious? Yes. This fascination with that guy. Uh, wait, wait, here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. And, and I don't agree that Trevor Lawrence is the number one, but I got to give it to Chris Sims. He was extremely high on Mahomes in that draft. Mm-hmm. He was extremely high on Watson, too. He's mm-hmm. if, if you actually go back, there's a there's an article that mentions all the hits that he's had when it comes to quarterback. He Chris wasn't Sims? a good. Yeah, Chris Sims, you know, a lot of people he say as a quarterback, he sure did. But don't a lot of analysts, don't a lot of coaches, they stunk yeah. in their position and right. they've actually been pretty good. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that he that's actually going to be the case. But hey, uh, you never know. You never know. I mean, it, sometimes sometimes it's not even that Trevor Lawrence might not be the greatest thing. But the pressure is that he's basically the next Messiah. He is supposed to be the next greatest quarterback. That pressure. Eee. So so I think this is happening again. Uh, and in no way, shape, or form am I comparing him to, to this particular quarterback. But just coming out of college, it's, it's the flair that he had. Uh, you remember Andrew Luck, uh, Robert Griffin III. Yep. Everybody had Andrew Luck going number one to the Colts. Everybody. Yep. And then I don't know if the analysts kind of did this to kind of stir it up or they were just tired and of heaping praise to Andrew Luck. So then the mock draft started changing a little. And a lot of people started to think that RG3, Robert Griffin III, was going to go to the Colts number one overall. I remember the hype. Like even before the draft, we were like, what? So I think something similar is happening here. Trevor Lawrence is a lock. Maybe so. You're saying maybe, maybe in a way to hype up the draft even more. Yes, to, to give it a little anticipation, yeah, some pizzazz on that first overall to kind well, of create the, a little. If you're the Jaguars, and and stay with me here. Let's let's try to brainstorm a little. If you're the Jaguars, and I know I'm getting way off topic from what we're talking about, but you're the Jaguars general manager. Everyone in in the world knows that you're getting Trevor Lawrence, but suddenly there's a little bit of a well, maybe there's someone better suddenly maybe the Jets start believing that, you know, maybe you can trade down and still get Lawrence. I I doubt that's going to happen, but you know, this is what GMs do. Sometimes these reporters bring out stuff and they're told directly by GMs, you know, throw this out there. You never know, stir it up. 
Throw me Stir a bone. it up. Throw me a bone. See what's up. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very curious to see. I like the Jaguar situation because they're going to get, a, a, a good coach. Is it a guaranteed? I don't know, but it's a good coach. And, B, they got a lot of cap. What they do with this cap, though, is, is very important. And we're going to get into that particular subject because it's not about just throwing all the money in the world. That's not going to be the solution to things. But right. it is it is something to get, get into. All right, let's talk about the elephant in the room when it comes to free agency today. What is going on with the New England Patriots? What in wow. the that's wow. ex, that's the word Tom Brady must be saying. Wow. wow. <laughs> what? what? I bet the, the 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 hate perhaps that he had for Bill Belichick now has reached at an all-time different level. So Tom Brady took all these pay cuts to alleviate or to get more superstars in to play at New England. Uh, uh, we could probably count it with one hand how many of those superstars were, right? Very, and and very more rare. than likely, the majority of majority of them were defensive players. Other exactly. than the Randy Moss of the world, and, and I know no. Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, those guys were drafted, so that's different. They were they, drafted. They, they, yeah. they were random hits. You know, Randy uh, Moss. <laughs> you know, Wes Welker. Yeah, no, uh, you know, but, he, but see, he became okay. later he, what he was. And, and he that's wasn't an a superstar. And that, that's an argument that people don't realize. You know, oh, Julian Edelman. Yeah, well, you know. Tom Brady made Julian Edelman. Correct. Actually, Tom Brady made Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. If we remember coming out of college, those guys dropped. One was because of issues. And as we know, well, he had major issues. Lots of them. Uh, Lots of issues. And Gronkowski, you know, maybe Bill Belichick figured something out. And obviously he did because after that, the trend started becoming that kind of tight end. But Tom Brady made these guys. It wasn't... It wasn't, you know, uh, man, he had his- <laughs> look, uh, I'm sure the goat right now is just, you know, he's, he won a chip at Tampa. So I think that's over and done with. We, we understand that, but man, uh, you have to spend the money, right? We, 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 we've hit that home. And, and I think you, you alluded to this, Charlie, that uh, I believe the rule is 90% of your uh, available cap has to be spent. It's not like yes. you're going to get some kind of bonus for saving the team money or anything like that. No. Yeah, uh, so so to, to explain it real quick, because I know a viewer actually asked us, and we we're gonna get to that in the mailbag, but I'm glad you brought it up right now just to get into it. The the cap, you mentioned it. You get like this year, it's 180. What did we mention? 183 and a half. 83 and a half million dollars, right? Every team has 183 million and a half dollars for cap. However, you might ask, well, why do some teams have more cap than other teams? The NFL actually allows for you to roll over cap that you didn't use the previous year well you might think well if i'm a a crappy team that i'm just not going to spend anything i'm going to pull a philadelphia 76ers tank and use all my cap the next year well actually the nfl the nfl is always about trying to avoid these kind of shenanigans i guess you could call it so by law you have to spend at least 90 percent of your cap every year but let's do 90 percent of 100 or last year was 200 million dollars cap if you spent 90% only, you dude, you can roll over quite a bit of cap. And remember, those continue on from previous years. So, so suddenly, you could be like the Jacksonville Jaguars that have a gazillion amount of money. So that to, to, to the answer the viewer who asks us that question, that's pretty much how it works. Uh, how you spend your money, how you use it on signing bonuses, on incentives, here and that, a lot of that has to do. So 
we'll get into particularly what's going on right now in this whole free agency and these contracts, but that's a little bit to answer that question in particular. Go ahead, Josh. Stone. Correct. No, no. So it, it, going back to that point of Tom Brady, uh, the Patriots, you, you said it, let's address the elephant in the room. Uh, they're, they're doing what they need to do in order to stay relevant. Uh, this was a team. I want, I don't want to say that they were mediocre. There was a lot of opt-outs because of COVID on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you went in with Cam. Uh, it was kind of difficult to kind of gauge Cam. Uh, he didn't have a, off, a full off season with the team, obviously because of COVID. There was a lot of injuries, but you went seven and nine uh, in a in a subpar division that really only Buffalo's relevant. Oh, Miami's on the up, up, upswing. Uh, New York is a dumpster fire. So you have a very very winnable division at ease. So they had to spend money to address issues, and. They're addressing most of those issues on the offensive side of the ball, which is what the GOAT was saying for all this time. Yet, in order, Cam and Tom are two complete different quarterbacks. Uh, Tom is Tom is not really dependent on obviously having all those pieces around him. He can make anything work. Uh, and, and Cam is not that. Cam needs pieces around more so than, than Tom. So now Bill Belichick's going all in. And whether, I mean, we talked about it too, whether some of the, you know, signings are a little, eh, and you have to overspend in free agency. You, you have do. to, you, have, you to. have to, if you don't, uh, somebody else will, but you know what? They have addressed a lot of those issues that they perhaps felt. They address their tight end issue. They got John Smith. I think that's probably the best, uh, you know, the best addition to that offense. Uh, I wasn't big on him and I'm not being a hater, but Nelson Aguilar had a great season with the Raiders I knew he wanted to get paid. I'm, I'm shocked he's getting that kind of money, though. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. The one that comes to mind for me that I was shocked. Granted, Bill Belichick is a genius, and maybe mm-hmm. maybe he's going to figure it out. But Jalen Mills, man, defensive back for the Eagles, first-round pick for them, a disaster of a cornerback. Disaster yeah. of a cornerback. Last year, he, he switched over to safety. He's doing a little bit better, not too bad. This is the kind of player that Bill Belichick likes, though. I was shocked right. with the amount of money, four years, $24 million for a player that, you know, wasn't that great. Man, it, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty out there. Kendrick Bourne from the Niners as a, as a fellow Bourne. Niner fan, Kendrick Bourne, three years, $22.5 million. Uh, Kendrick Bourne was an undrafted free agent by the 49ers a couple of years ago, quite a bit now. He had to fight his way every year to get into the roster. His first year, he didn't even make the roster. Uh, I think a lot more of the casual NFL fans know who he is because of last year in that Super Bowl run, caught a few touchdown passes throughout the playoffs. He's become a little bit of a name. To say to to, to get that kind of money, I don't know. I, I think the Niners let him go for a reason. To make a little note, uh, Mike uh, Rice, uh, a, a writer for the for the uh, New England Patriots, just uh, tweeted this out. After finalizing a three-year, $22.5 million deal for Kendrick Bourne, this is a look at the Patriots personnel at that wide receiver position. They got, they, listen who they got now. Julian Edelman, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Harry, Gunnar Olsowski, Marquise Lee, Devin Smith, and two other random guys that I don't know who they are. I, and I get it. You know, you're going to have extra guys because of practice squad or whatever. But they got a lot of names out there. You know, is, is Harry a bust? I don't know. We can argue that, whatever. But it's kind of curious. I've never seen Bill Belichick do this. And that's why you mentioned Tom Brady's got to be what? He's all in. He is all in. And he's spending the money and he's not keeping it. I don't know if maybe Robert Kraft has, you know, some kind of 
hey, if you don't spend, if you keep it within the range of the 90%, you know, I'll throw you a bone here, whatever. But if I were Tom Brady, I mean, Tom Brady's more than satisfied with what he has at Tampa that, you know, the weapons he has at Tampa are great. And we'll mention that later. And I forgot to mention, sorry, Mark, uh, Matt Judon, um, the outside linebacker yes, for the Ravens. The Ravens. Stud. That defense again. Stud. And people forget how many uh, players actually opted out last year. So, oh man, this team is going to be. So if you thought that New England was going away and we're just going to like, you know, drive off on the sunset. uh, Again, I'm not saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but look, man, Belichick is a genius coach. You know, he has trust in Josh McDaniels to run that offense based out of the pieces they had last year. They kind of sort of made it work, even though some of the games Cam Noon threw, it was unbearable to watch, but Hey, you got him at a deal too, because you got him for 14 mil for one year for quarterback money. That is insane. That and is like literally not only that, you can nothing. actually you can draft someone with that and kind of can. money and, and maybe not even have to start Cam Newton. It, it's not Just, a guarantee, but it, it, it kind of shows you how this is why the NFL is awesome because it changes year to year instantly. You think you got it figured out, you think the Kansas City Chiefs are about to win the Super Bowl the next 10 years in a row. A year ago, exactly a year ago. Did we not all guarantee that Kansas City was going to win it again? Without a question, they're probably going to go 19-0. Guaranteed. You tell me now that New England has an off year. It's looking like they're going to completely rebuild. And suddenly, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers show the flaws that this Kansas City Chiefs team had on the offensive line. What does Bill Belichick do? Oh, I'm going to go beef off that defense now. Suddenly, Kansas City, watch out. Kansas City, you you gotta you gotta take care of your quarterback. You did it in the Super Bowl, and and guess what? Bill Belichick is a genius when it comes to looking at how to figure out a defense. Not only is Bill Belichick, there's a lot of very good teams, defensive teams in the AFC. I know you mentioned it earlier in the year, and so did Yanko, that it wouldn't be surprising that the Chiefs might even ultimately miss out on the playoffs. Maybe I don't think so. I know you mentioned that. I don't think we're quite there yet. But it's starting to, you know, it's starting to beg the question, are teams catching up to Kansas City now? The NFL is a copy league. We yeah. all know that. And, and these coaches get paid a lot of money and, you know, to analyze and, and see any wrinkle uh, that could work to their advantage. Uh, I'm not saying Kansas City is not talented. They are. And they have addressed an issue that they had in the offensive line by, by signing, uh, I forgot the individual's name, but they gave them a huge contract, 70 mil, I believe. But one thing that has worked out for Kansas City all these years, not named Sammy Watkins, and of course, mm-hmm. they're banged up offensive line. Patrick Mahomes has been healthy. Travis Kelsey has been healthy, relatively. Tyreek Hill has been relatively healthy. So their big pieces on offense have all kind of sort of played i'm not saying they probably were banged up so uh, you know they haven't been devastated with injuries on the offensive side of the ball other than the offensive line so that i'm not trying to kind of jinx them or throw anything at them no that's a part of football and they've been injury free for the most part so you factor that in with a super bowl hangover which we already discussed that you know history it's not real it's real unless it's you're tom kind. brady it's real yes exactly so you factor all that in and that's why i made the bold decision kansas city's not making playoffs whether it be whether it be right or wrong i'm not too sure but i am confident in that but again goes to show you a lot of the teams reset in this free agency period 
they start addressing some of their issues, uh, some of the some of the players or some of the inabilities that they had last year, and they try to address it in free agency. And if not, they have a plan to do so in the draft. But you're going to get a bunch a bunch of stuff. Talking about Kansas City, one thing that happened last year, we knew they extended Patrick Mahomes to that ridiculous half a billion dollar contract. Mm-hmm. Is Kansas City looking smarter now than ever for making that deal? Dude, dude, 10 mil, 10, 10 years. They, they, first of all, that contract hasn't even started. They already renegotiated that contract to be able to expand the cap space, though. I, I know that today they signed a Joe uh, Thune. Is that how you pronounce his last yeah. name? Thune. Uh, he was a guard for the, uh, for the Pats. So, at least, I mean, the Chiefs are trying to figure out. They know they're in trouble. They know they got to figure out their, their whole offensive line situation. They got rid of their left tackle. They got rid of the right tackle. Uh, they don't have a center. They, they Obviously, they're starting fresh. But they understand right. that. But it does make me wonder, did Patrick Mahomes shoot himself in the foot by signing a half a billion dollar contract, maybe? I I think when I saw the contract, a lot of people overreacted. But once you start, and, and I in no way, shape, or form a cap expert or, you know, none of that. But on paper with kind of what I've learned and Madden and, you know, being a fan of the sport is very team friendly. Uh, and, and just think of this. If you lock up a, a, a position that every year it's going up, especially the quarterback position, the it, every year it goes up and you lock them for 10 years. Now, grant you, maybe Patrick Mahomes wants to restructure at year six or seven, but you already had this guy for a chunk of your time and you're paying them, you know, what, what is now probably astronomical, what might be then. A bargain. It might be bottom 20 of the NFL. Exactly. So the Chiefs did unbelievable. Although they threw all this money at him and he was like, oh, wow. Yeah, there has never been foredone. We believe in you, blah, blah, blah. And they do, right? I mean, of course. But that's that's the thing. And now I believe they restructured his deal again. So to make it a little bit more cat friendly to assign some players or address some needs or whatnot. But absolutely. Kansas City did a heck of a job. And in, in, in drawing up that deal. And then there's the teams that are a little quiet. They make little moves here and there. They might make one splashy move and then they contend. For as much as I've bashed on Cliff uh, Clinsbury and the Arizona Cardinals, again, I don't like the coach. Not because I am intimidated by him. I actually think, hey, Arizona Cardinals, keep them longer. But as an organization, what the Cardinals are doing, it catches my attention. So they went out and they got JJ Watt, correct? They actually got him for a bargain. Well, today they actually signed Marcus Golden for a two-year, $9 million contract, approximately. So that's about $4.5 million per year. We well, might ask, some of you casual fans might not even know who Marcus Golden is. He's, he's an underrated, good pass rusher that's going to get you anywhere from six to eight sacks a year. Why do I bring that up? That's the kind of additions that get you to the next level. Why? Because now you just tweak little things. You sign a few little players for good contracts that aren't going to hurt you in the long run. And now you, you, you make that even better, that team even better. So little addition there, not too much to talk about, but that defensive line that already had Chandler Jones, that already had JJ Watt, that already had supporting cast of other players. They just added another pass rusher. So everyone in the NFC, watch out. The Arizona Cardinals are no joke this year. They are here to play. They are coming strong for everybody. You know what? That you mentioned that um, I actually was going to give a shout out and and not a shout out to anybody. It's just really to a team that I think has played it great so far because they have 
a very young quarterback. And this kind of sort of move sometimes gets kind of like flushed in the toilet because it's not a sexy pick or it's not a sexy move. Uh, but the Chargers, why do I mention the Chargers? Well, they have their superstar quarterback. We, we've talked about it already, Justin Herbert. So they got uh, the center of the Green Bay Packers. His name is Corey Lindsley, and they signed him. Wait, what? what? The- Corey Lindsley's so- been signed? Corey Lindsay was signed by, by the Chargers, and this happened earlier. Oh, I, mean, I missed that. So, so he's set to become the highest paid center right now. Now, why do I say center? If I tell you, hey, Charlie, uh, your team, uh, you know, so the casual fan, your team's going to go sign a center. You'd be like, the casual really? fan be like, what? Really? We couldn't get like a, you know, a receiver? We, could, we, couldn't, get, we, we couldn't get OBJ? Exactly. So why do I bring up this? Because center and quarterback is kind of like pitcher and catcher yep that relationship that dynamic is either going to make you or it's going to break you the the, the center the center is a fundamental piece for a quarterback and let alone in this particular instance a young signal caller such as justin herbert so shout out to the chargers for for uh you know heck of uh, a signing i I actually missed that one i missed that one Corey lindsley I know we mentioned the 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 Raiders center. It's probably the best one in the NFL, but Corey Lindsley is a little bit younger. Yeah, we, we knew I, I had hopes that maybe the Niners were going to figure something out. As a Niner fan, I was hoping that maybe we could try to get him. I right. know my brother-in-law did not want to lose Corey Lindsley. He's a Packer fan. Sorry, Mr. Johnny hey, P. Man. Unfortunately, that's, that's, that, that's, that's a, a big lot. If you're Aaron Rodgers, yeah, man, that that's you're spending, you know, okay, perfect example, Josh. I'm glad you actually brought it up. Because the casual Packers fan, what is he excited about? What happened if just two or three days ago? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was resigned, and yes, Aaron Jones is is great, awesome. Was he worth the money he got signed though? In maybe was it worth losing Corey Lindsay because maybe you signed Aaron Jones? And that's a question that you got to ask yourself, yeah. especially in this modern era. You know, some uh, experts are going to say, "Well, Aaron Jones could have actually gotten more money somewhere else." He yeah, could have. He could have, but he probably could have gotten less money somewhere else too. And at the end of the day, good for Aaron Jones. He's from El Paso. So I know. Five. yeah, boy. Anyway, but that's good. I mean, it's, it's good for him. Good for Aaron Jones. Yeah. But it, it's exactly what you mentioned. Sometimes as fans, we get rattled up with, whoo, we got the, we got the awesome player, but guess what? Aaron Jones can't run down the middle. If he's, he doesn't have a good center. Exactly. And suddenly it's week six. Aaron Jones is not having the year he's been having. And who are they bashing on? They're bashing on Aaron Jones, Aaron forgetting Jones. that they don't have that player anymore, beefing up the, the, the uh, offensive line. Offensive line is like a severe as long as uh, defensive line, too. But I think defensive line gets a little bit more recognition because of the sacks. Yes. Uh, offensive line, there's really no measurable uh, other than the, the me- see the, me- or the, the measurable of- is you screwed up. Yeah, so That's offensive it. line is like the probably other than the quarterback position in my eyes, the most important fundamental piece for a franchise is having a great offensive line. And if, if you're either going to draft them or or you're going to spend the money to go get them. Which That's- which begs the question. So before we, we wrap up this whole free agency, particularly on some of the names that have come out there, the biggest name in, in free agency this season, Trent Williams. We can all agree Trent Williams, the left tackle for the 49ers, was traded from Washington football team just last year. Best left tackle in football right now, no questions asked. 
Is it worth paying that kind of money for him though? They're saying north of $22 million right now. I know you said, I know you said that it's the most important position. As a Niner fan, I want him to be back. Does that tarnish our opportunity to get back to the Super Bowl, to the playoffs? Does it make it easier? Does it actually make it harder? What are your thoughts on a player like Trent Williams? What do you do? You got to spend that money. Uh, offensive line, again, is very underrated. And I think these coaches are under the impression, or maybe the offensive line coaches. Uh, you know what? We can plug somebody else in. Look at the Seahawks. Perfect yeah. <laughs> example, the Seahawks. They think they can just plug these players and put them in there and then, you know, just make something out of nothing. And let's let's do a Frankenstein of an offensive line and we should be good. And we're going to pay top dollar for any of them. Now, of course, you, you have to see whether the market and whatever you're going to pay your player, you know, is, is going gonna, is gonna to continue. But at the same time, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, there we go. Here we go again. Oh, man. Again. <laughs> the Patriots are back at it, my friend. They got another defensive lineman. Uh, they've yep. come to agreement with a two-year deal with Starting defensive lineman Henry Anderson from the Jets. A casual fan might not necessarily know him. We talked about it right now. Those they're are the players. Up. They're beefing up. Do we, you know what they're going to do? They're going to bring in two guys, and then they're going to rotate them on second down, third down. You yeah, got your specialist. Uh, another little breaking. It's not necessarily official yet, but the Titans have announced, or now they haven't announced, but they are actually making a strong push for the Bud Dupree. Exactly. Yeah. I don't nice, know if nice Clowney is coming back, but if it's between Clowney or him, I'll take Dupree any day of the week. Don't be surprised that Clowney goes to the Patriots. Oh, my God. For a, min- for a veteran minimum, imagine that. Oh, God. Just saying. Yeah. You, so, heard, you heard it here first. <laughs> it's just it, crazy, man. This is going to be a crazy show. All Between today and tomorrow is going to be crazy. Yep. That's crazy. exact. And, and just so you guys know, if something crazy were to happen – we might have a little small episode for throughout the rest of the week. We might just come in and recap what's happened. It might not be the typical long-lasting episodes that we do, but we might just have a little a little bit in the next couple of days. So be on, be on the lookout for that. We haven't officialized if we're actually going to do it or not. It'll depend on what happens. If there's some big news, which I do expect. I don't know if you recall, Josh, a couple of years ago when the, when the, the season officially started, the new league year started, there was one year where trades happened that second, like three trades happened in a couple sec. I think it yeah. was the OBJ year. I don't know. I can't remember if it was that year. But anyway, yeah. this is exciting. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Absolutely. I, I, I If I could, I would stand sitting watching ESPN Sports Center. Just, just watch. And just, this is as, and this is and this is why I think football is the best because you don't so, do this so anywhere before, else. Before I, I forget, Corey Lindsay, it's official, signs five year, $62.5 million with the Chargers, making him the highest paid center in football right now. Worth it. He's worth Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Justin Absolutely. Herbert. Absolutely. Ask Andrew Luck. Where's Andrew Luck right now? Andrew Luck was not protected. He's out of the NFL. If, Why does Russell Wilson want out of Seattle? David Carr, the first quarterback ever to play for the Houston Texans. People yep. think he wasn't good. He was a good quarterback, but they yep. broke him. Yep. They broke. Unfortunately, he didn't have the legs of Russell Wilson running for his no. life. No, he, he doesn't have that. They broke him. Chargers, you said it. Kudos to you guys. Excellent job. Corey Lindsay, you got, you got a keeper of a center. Awesome job there. Yes, sir. 
All right, bro. So let's move on. Uh, normally at this time of the show, we would be having what is called the Yankle Yeet. Yeet. Uh, we can argue. Yeet. We can go on two minutes, pretend to be Yanko, but that wouldn't feel right. So no. let's just Yankle Yeet. You, just so you know, Yanko, you're going to owe us two Yankle Yeets next week. So yes. we'll start with one and we'll end with one next week. We're, we're waiting on you, brother. We're waiting on you. So we'll see you in a couple of days. We're waiting for you as we listen Cover to emotionally Yanko recover mm-hmm. emotionally as we listen to Josh's dogs bark in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Apologize for that. It's all good. It's all good. All right. So it's free agency time. And I know we said we're going to jump conversation. We're actually ch- changing conversation from what has actually happened to a question that comes up. Do you build through the draft or through free agency? What are the biggest free agency flops in the last couple of years? And how can this kill a franchise? You know, that's going to be our conversation for today. A particular, why, why is it so dangerous to see what teams are doing today? Some teams are being smart. Some are not. And where's the danger? So you want to go ahead and start just talking a little bit. If there happens to be any breaking news, go ahead and, you know, break us in. We'll get to that as well. But let's start with this topic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I feel like a chameleon because I have one eye here and then the other one's going crazy in the other screen that I have. So, yeah. So, man, that is a that is a great, a great question and a great conversation. I think that we can like go crazy on uh, a lot of casual fans are under the impression that if their team didn't do something splashy in the offseason, that fire the gm it's god the we the suck whoa my god yes. we got to get a new admin yeah if it didn't pull an awesome trade if if they weren't able now that's one one aspect and the other aspect is also draft uh there's a teams that rather not necessarily do that sexy pick and free agency period but rather focus their attention on the draft and there they are teams that draft very well at a skilled position mm-hmm. i'm going to give you an example uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh boy, they draft receivers like nobody's business. Okay, they they hit in all cylinders, and that's why they have the luxury of when it comes down to renewal. You know what? You've been great. You're, you're Juju, awesome, but adios, Juju, adios, and it's it's proven time and time again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even at that, it doesn't guarantee you that you know that first round pick or that second round pick or whatnot is going to be a lock to be a great starter not even a superstar player let alone a contributor to your team because there's a lot of factors so you, you could see it from both sides of the coin yes you do need to spend you need to address uh you know there's that occasional trade that comes out of nowhere and then of course there's also those teams that rely kind of what i mentioned in 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 signing a great rookie, doing the scouting, doing everything on point, uh, dot all the T's and the I's and all that good stuff. But still, even at that, it still does not guarantee. I don't know if you if you've seen this, Charlie, but I heard in the herd and now I don't know how uh, assertive this is or how accurate, but it's it's to say that a first round pick and obviously from number one to number thirty two, mm-hmm. uh, their hit rate is about 52, 53%. Oh, wow. That's low. That's crazy. So that means that half of the players that are drafted in the first round are eventually going to be flameouts. They're they're, they're not going to contribute. And that's just contributing. That's not even saying that, you know, they're going to be superstars. Just contribute to the team. 
So uh, pretty crazy if you really. Well, you think- you think about when when with players that just don't work out. I forgot his name, but the the offensive lineman for the Tennessee Titans that they drafted last year, he's not even on the team anymore. He just got traded to the Miami Dolphins. It's crazy. It, it, it's it's nuts. It's because crazy. It, a first round pick in the NFL is like nothing else in any other sport. Very first, valuable. The value in a first round pick, it it's nuts. You're seeing it right now. Watson and Russell Russell Wilson haven't been traded. Maybe in parts because the, the GMs aren't letting them go. Smart by them. But other parts is because teams aren't willing to let go of their first round picks. And, weren't, and you said it. 52% or 55%. That is nuts. If Crazy. you told me you could get Russell Wilson, let's multiply first round pick times four. You know, four of them at four of those. That means you might only get only two of those might work out. And two of those, by working out, they might not ever be a tenth of what Russell Wilson is. Heck, and, I would uh, do that in a in a hat. But isn't that crazy? It is crazy. It just shows you though the value of the draft. Right. To me, the, the the best teams always, especially in the last couple of years. Again, there's a there's a elephant in the room that we could say. This rule doesn't apply to the Tom Brady teams. Why? Because Tom Brady has not tried to be the highest paid quarterback. But other than that, let's 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 look at the last 20 years. The most successful teams are the teams that aren't paying the quarterback a lot of money, are the teams that their foundation of players are in their rookies, sophomores, you know, juniors, and about to go on the final part of their contract. Mm-hmm. And the teams that say, Oh, you want that much money? Okay. Laters, we'll just draft another guy. Why? Because the good teams know when to who to pay. Who's worth paying and who, you know, is good. But if we overpay for him, we're going to find ourselves in a bad situation and are suddenly in trouble. Then you got the teams that are so bad, that have so much cap, and they come into free agency with their, it looks like their stimulus check was just deposited. And oh, (laughs) mommy, we are about to go shopping. Perfect example. The 2011 Philadelphia Eagles. Vince Young proclaimed them to be, remind me, my friend. The dream team. The dream team. Oh, do you can you remind me what happened after he proclaimed Bro. them? <laughs> that that is so bad because one again, not to be a homer, but Namdi Asamoah was this super awesome shutdown quarter with the Raiders. Amazing. A- after after franchise tagging them two or three times, the Raiders said, No mas, you know, you can walk out, we'll let you leave. So then the, the Eagles paid this absorbent amount of money, you know, to, to get Namdi. What happened to Namdi in Philly? Oh, boy. It was atrocious. One can argue, was it the game plan? They were playing him zone in his whole career. He used to play man-to-man. Why the heck the defensive coordinator was doing that? But at the end of the day, you know, the best cornerbacks of the NFL, they figured it out. Namdi right. got paid like the crazy at that moment at, it that, was, that, time, at yes. that time it was the highest paid cornerback of all time right they had uh michael vick at quarterback and then they went out and signed vince young at the time vince young was still a quarterback that was respected in the nfl he was mm. no longer a starter but he was a good he was a good he had a good arm they signed players left and right all over the place you remember uh jason babin uh, running back Ronnie Brown, cornerback Rogers Cromartie, 
Colin Jenkins, ah, the, the, the guy defensive Cromartie. That's right. Rogers, another guy, tight end Donald Lee, guard Evan Mathis, receiver Steve Smith. Not the Steve Smith that we think of. The Giants of the Giants. Yeah, good guy again. Yeah, this team was stacked, right? You know, it, it, an article that I read mentioned this team rostered ten players who had twenty five Pro Bowl appearances among them. Twenty five. That team didn't even make the playoffs, and they spent. All the, they, the, the NFL experts were proclaiming them the winners of free agency, free agency. that year. Right. I, as, a, as a guy who plays Madden, I remember those that year, <laughs> you would jump online and, my God, everyone and their moms had the Philadelphia Eagles on the other they team. They were stacked, man. They were stacked everywhere. They were amazing. But that's the beauty of the NFL. Games and championships are not won. In free agency. Yep. They are and they're not, if that makes right. any sense. You know, so that's just a caution for the teams out there. If you're a fan of, I don't know, maybe you're a fan of the 49ers. Maybe you're a fan right now of the Cowboys. You know, perfect example, the Cowboys. Right now, all they all I've seen today, I could be wrong, but all I've seen today was Cameron Irving. No, and he actually he went to the Panthers. So even that, I haven't seen anything come by. I only read that maybe uh they were looking into re-signing Andy Dalton. Granted, they don't have a lot of cap space anyway, but apparently a lot of teams figure it out. You know, if I want to sign someone, you technically can, and they just figure it out. If your team is currently not trying to sign someone, don't worry about it. It's okay. Me and Josh, before we started uh, uh, talking today, we were kind of talking about the whole idea behind. Oh, boy. All right, I'll get back to that so sorry to interrupt, but it's official. But Dupree has signed with the Tennessee Titans. Wow. Torn ACL last year, huh? Yes, sir. I guess it didn't really affect him. I mean, nope. pass rushers are... Uh, are uh... So especially much Tennessee. Especially yeah. Tennessee, because Tennessee, I think, was one of the last... They were up there with the Raiders yeah. at the back of the league in, in uh, sacks. And that's why they went to go get Clowney, and Clowney didn't work out for him. So, so oh, emphasis... Man emphasis and pass rush but i'm sorry to break your point uh what are we gonna make about well uh, just just before we forget about that it just shows you what would happen to the nfl teams not spending money in this whole free agency well actually there there's so many free agents guys so no, it, but you know what charlie i do i do see your point uh i, I think sometimes uh the fans or us, because we're fans too, uh, we get ahead of ourselves. And uh, no matter how many times you try to compare both sports, they're very different. Uh, basketball. Uh, basketball, <laughs> we're seeing it with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, we have obviously seen it with the Lakers, LeBron's history uh, of signing, you know, other free agents. And that's great. Great player movement. So they start pulling in all these superstar players or, you know, role players that, you know, do that role. And that guarantees at least a championship that does not translate in the NFL. Uh, it, it could it could be seen misconstrued a little, but uh, a perfect example, although they did make the Super Bowl, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. When they went to go sign Le'Veon Bell, everybody was already crowning him. Oh, Le'Veon Bell is going to do all this stuff. And, and oh, a little, just... a little pause there. Do you remember his, uh, his value in fantasy? The moment oh, he got it just skyrocketed, right? But again, where was Le'Veon Bell? Even in the playoffs. Nowhere, nowhere to be seen. So it's just it, the, the point that I'm trying to make, and, and you alluded to this too, 
free agency, spending big on free agency never translates. Sometimes it works. Yes, if you have to address certain needs, go for it. Do it. If you get a premier player at a premium, great. You added another piece to it. But that that doesn't necessarily translate to success Absolutely. when the NFL season kicks off. And that's why I'm going to put a little asterisk what you say. It never succeeds. It never works. Why? Because that's why I said it. If your team hasn't spent money right now, if your team is, is kind of you know, quieted down right now, not doing a lot of movement, don't worry about it. Why? After the next two, three, four days pass by, you have the second tier players, not necessarily because they're second tier and their way of playing. They could simply be second tier in the amount of money that you're going to pay for them. So what does that mean? Suddenly you got a defensive end that's getting $20 million a year, but you could possibly get the same kind of production for half, a third, or a fourth the cost in a couple of days. Why? Yeah. These teams that are overspending right now will end up running out of money. Now their 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 cap situation, their their GMs are good. I mean, the GMs got to figure. You know why we can't keep on spending? And now the bargains start coming in. Yep. It, going back to the Harbaugh years for the 49ers, I don't I don't forget that year. The first year Harbaugh came in, it was a lock a lockdown year. So things were kind of weird that year, you know, the whole free agency, they couldn't actually see each, almost like the pandemic, but except it was against the rules. So they couldn't see each other face to face. The Niners, I remember, I, I, I didn't really fully understand everything, even back then, the way free agency worked. But I remember thinking, God, why aren't these guys signing anybody? The guys they got were Super Bowl players, just participators for this great team. So as a fan, don't worry about it. If your team is not overspending right now, that's actually a good thing. It's a very, very good thing. So, another one? Are you kidding me? What is this? Hello. So, <laughs> I'm glad you were able to change to finish your point because yeah, I didn't want to interrupt. Like... So, so there's there's two here. Uh, okay. Actually, there there's three. Uh, let me just open it up. Another, again, another uh, great move by the Chargers. So they signed, maybe to the casual fan, you know who this is, but they signed former Steeler offensive lineman, Matt Feller. Oh, uh, wow. He goes to That's the Chargers. So they're going to you know, fortify that offensive line for Justin Herbert. Uh, and now the Titans have signed uh, an offensive lineman from the Browns, Kendall Lamb, for two years. And also, it sucks to see this because I think he was really good for the position he was playing. Devontae Booker agrees to a two-year deal with the Giants. Devontae Booker, the guy who would come in every three series and give uh, Josh Jacobs a little bit of a, a little of a, of a rest. Hot yes, take, sir. guys. Hot take. Here's a hot take. Uh, March 15th, the Los Angeles Chargers are headed to the Super Bowl. Wow. The Justin, L- what? What? Have you been drinking some of that Yanko juice? The Yanko juice? Bro, I'm I'm believing the hype, man. Justin Herbert, that defense, bro, a lot of missing players last year was a good defense. Derwin James is coming back. God forbid he gets another injury. Let's just hope it. Count on it. He's the equivalent of Sammy Watkins, but in the safety (laughs) position, bro. Uh, He's good at Madden. (laughs) Yeah, he is. He is. But anyway, hot take. Chiefs, move out of the way. Patriots, move out of the way. The Los Angeles Chargers, baby. We're going home with Justin Herbert. You heard it there with Charlie. Justin Herbert. You heard this. This is my hot take for the day. 
what were we mentioning about the whole free agency we were talking about? Just the, the whole, what were we saying? Yeah, the bargains. Just bargains. Bargains, bargains man. Bargains is the way to go. Actually, right. even if you look at his deal, the guy, uh, this guy that, that, that they just signed, it's a three-year, $21 million contract. That's $7 million a year. We mentioned yep. it right now with Trent Williams. $22 million. Basically, the Chargers could get three of this guy, of these guys for the cost of yeah. Trent Williams. They're, uh, they're, yeah. And, and look, it, it's, it's, um, I, I, there was a couple of moves again, uh, that are undervalued. Uh, one of them is it's not to be a Homer, but I think a great need was a pass rusher and the Raiders didn't pay a premium. They paid, you know, subpar money for a Yannick Ngakwe, who at the time he had his career in Jacksonville, got traded to the Vikings. The Vikings released them because he wanted to go to a contender. The Ravens picked them up and obviously the Ravens didn't go anywhere. But again, to, to allude to your point, Charlie, you got to get a piece that, you know, that is not going to break the bank for you because then what are you going to do now? The second point that I was going to make and, and to allude to the same point you were going to make Charlie mm-hmm. too, is the fact that for instance, um, it's no coincidence that, Two of the teams that have the most cap space, and let's take out the Patriots out of this equation, Okay, are the Jets and the Jaguars. Why is that? Yep. Now, if you remember this too, Cleveland every year was part of the same equation too. Cleveland always had this free agency money and they were going to be big spenders and they always spend money and where did that got them? Anywhere. They, They had a lot of holes. And yeah, you got to overpay for the team, for the player to come and you know, play with you. But it just goes to show you again, same point, free agency, uh, never translate to wins. That's my point. Oh, I, I, I absolutely agree. We forgot a big one, bro. And I think this was the biggest news that happened this weekend. This is, this was, it, it was draw breaking when I saw it. I was like, are you kidding me? Taysom Hill. Four years, $140 million. Now, if you're listening to that, you're probably thinking Charlie's a moron. He has no idea what he's talking about. Somebody's got to tell this guy that's not actually the deal. Can, can you explain? to uh, Maybe maybe not everyone understands why I'm being a little bit sarcastic with that deal. What happened there? Taysom Hill, is he the future of the organization? Or, or, or is this GM just amazing? <laughs> uh, it just goes to show you how the cap is all completely screwed up in New Orleans. Yep. Just completely. They have to maneuver around. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders was a cap casualty. They have had asked all these guys to restructure deals. So they have to move stuff around and now they have to address the elephant in the room. They got to address the quarterback position and in no way, shape or form. If you're a logical person, are you going to say Taysom Hill is a franchise quarterback or Taysom Hill is going to be our starter for one year? No, he's a gadget guy. There's he nothing is. wrong with being a gadget guy, but no, no, that's you. That's no. he, he is Taysom Hill. You respect him because he learned to understand. I can do what Tim Tebow didn't want to do. Basically, right. Tim Tebow. Tim, this could have been Tim Tebow. This could have been Tim Tebow. Probably Tim Tebow could have been better than this. Yeah, you know, uh, we can argue that. Just to just to make a little note. Uh, the, the numbers have come out on that multi-year deal for the Titans. I don't know if you did mention, did you mention the numbers? No, not okay. on the redhead. So they haven't said the years. Uh, let me see if I click, uh, if I find the years, I'll let you know, but he is going to average 16 and a half million dollars a year. Wow. Not too shabby for a guy that tore his ACL last year. I mentioned it right now. He's a hell of a, yeah. of a pass rusher, dude, pass rushers. That's a, that's another. So we, we've kind of put it in perspective. So you got 
quarterback is at the top of the line, no matter what, you're always going to go for quarterback. Quarterbacks don't really come around in free agency, and it kind of shows why we already talked about it. When there, I don't know if we mentioned it right now, but guys, when there's a guy out in free agency, that means the team that he was previously on didn't re-sign him. There has to be a reason for that. Whether mm-hmm. it's a year like this year where there's not enough cap, that could be a reason. But good teams figure out a way to keep their good players. They do. Right. And if they're letting them walk, it's for a reason. So it's just something to consider there. But quarterback, we're just mentioning that. Quarterback, quarterbacks don't come around that long. But other than that, when it's an offensive lineman or a defensive end or pass rusher or outside linebacker, those guys are gold in free agency. Those guys are always going to get the big bucks. Yep. Uh, it's going to be, I'm curious to see what's going to happen in the next couple of days. I really am because the numbers are going out. There's still, there's still quite a bit of, uh, of uh, big names out there. Just to mention a few, let me uh, bring this up real quick. So Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay still around. We'll talk about him a little bit more. Will Fuller still out there. Uh, Shaquille Barrett, he's gone. Jadavian Clowney, you know, another guy that big name. Do you want that kind of player in your locker room? It's something that you can kind of argue. You got Juju Smith-Schuster out there still. Anthony Harris, safety for the for the Vikings. He's out there. Awesome safety. Uh, Corey Davis, he's gone. Let me just go through the top 20 just to make sure I'm not missing any. John Johnson was also signed. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, I think I'm going to put a little asterisk there. I think he's a little overrated. Players, Agreed. actually, they, they, they're putting him here in these rankings that I downloaded above John o. Smith. I don't even think that's right. He's got all the talents in the world, but he, the one important uh, ability, ability is availability, and that boy cannot stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Here's a receiver that catches my attention that's still free agent. I think it's going to be interesting. I'm not surprised. Don't be surprised if a team like the 49ers jump on him because of his versatility. Last year that Christian McCaffrey was out, uh, Curtis Samuel was like the gadget guy. He he came out of nowhere and he ended up doing quite a bit. The Niners, watch out with that Curtis Samuel to Niners combo. You might have Debo on one side, Curtis on the other, but you got Samuel catching the ball. So watch out for that. I'm, I'm very curious. Curtis Samuel, a guy to watch out for once that uh, comes out. Anything else you'd like to mention out here on this whole free agency? Any final thoughts? There's still a lot of uh, a lot of great players left, and uh, y- you mentioned this, Charlie. That uh, day two, day three is where you get start getting those uh, diamonds on the rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, a prime example is uh, like, for instance, Melvin Ingram, a pass rusher from the Chargers. He's out there. Justin Houston from the Colts. You know, he's he's a little old on the older side, but he, these are, these are guys you're going to get cheap, but they're going to contribute in a great way. Mm-hmm. And and it, they're going to make a, uh, a Quan Quan uh, Alexander Quan uh, Alexander K-K-1. and yeah. I was going to say uh, K Juan Williams uh, nickel cornerback for the 49ers. Okay, awesome. Yeah. But uh, K Juan uh, K Juan uh, there's a bunch of players, is, yeah. man. There's yep. a bunch of players still left. Of course, the the big splashy ones are the ones that are take making hayway here. Uh, but as this uh, free agency period, you know, kind of starts settling down, you're going to start to see these like quality quality players. I'll find a new home in the NFL. Just to put it in perspective, Josh, and I'm probably missing quite a bit of other signings, but in my top 20 signings that I wrote down before we got started, I got 20. I got 20 signs. There's over 100 free agents. There is over 80 other guys. If they're in the NFL, they're good players. 
They're good players. Whether they are great players is something to be asked. You know, are there, are they bad? There could be some, you know, they're not, they've never been motivated the right way. Who knows? But there's still a lot of, you mentioned it, diamonds in the rough out there. Let's leave it pending. Let's see what happens in the next couple of days. If anything happens in the next couple of minutes, though, we'll continue on with what we've been doing. But it's time, bro. It's time for our, I think uh, listeners have been telling me that this is our favorite segment. This is a, they like to see us argue. I don't know. It's always hard to argue when it's only two of us, Right. (laughs) but I got a question. You got a question. Uh, I'll give you the pleasure of starting. All right, Charlie. So we kind of talked about this already. By the way, I don't uh, know if I mentioned it. Would you rather section? Would you rather section? Yes. Uh, Let's go. Let's go on a, on a two year period. Okay. Let let me kind of set the scenario for you to perhaps uh, get the, you know, the juices flowing. Okay. So you're obviously a franchise that is in a crossroad. Okay. Uh, You've sucked for such a long time. I'm not going to say names, but you've sucked for such a long time and you're the general manager. Okay. You can't have both. It's either one or the other. Would you rather, okay. And let's, let's call it a two year window. Would you rather have an enormous amount of cap space available to your team? Okay. Okay. Or would you rather have a stockpile of picks? You can't have both. One or the other. So that means if I have a stockpile of picks, I probably have a crappy cap situation. One or the other. Or if you have a cap space, you have crappy players. Or maybe the... Yeah, maybe you're you're like the Jets or the Jaguars. Right. So one or the other. If you're a GM and you have a two-year window to turn this puppy around. Oh, that means if I'll get fired in two years? Two years. You have two years to turn this franchise around. And would you rather have cap space an exorbitant amount of cap space or would you rather have a stockpile of picks so okay so when you say stockpile of picks is that like the dolphins this year where they yes. have like okay i am or going, the jets because jets are loaded to it they have like four first round picks these next two years yes i it's a hard question that it's a good one because of the two-year mark yeah so one part of me wants to say I have to go free agency because I got two years and I got to make it instant impact. And at least I have tape on the guys that are coming like NFL tape. But what does that ultimately get me? I'm looking at the big picture, right? So two year mark, I'm thinking, okay, I might, I might just become an okay team, but it's still not going to get me. I always and this is kind of goes away against everything that I told Yanko a couple of weeks ago, where I said, I said, uh, I told Yanko. We I'm are opening with- cans of worms oh, here, bro. Oh, God, yes. Because Yanko, I know I told you, and, and you're going to get back at me for this, where I said, I always take the guaranteed product. <laughs> but, yes. but, but in this scenario, I'm going to go opposite of that. I rather try to hit. I try to, I, I, I generally... Knowing that I have two years, if the, if the owner comes to me and tells me you got two years to make something out of nothing, I'll, I'll take the picks. I'll take the picks. Why? Maybe I hit on a Mahomes. Maybe I hit on, on hey, maybe I hit on a Justin Herbert. Hey, I love, I love Justin Herbert. You know, there, there's good players out there that I could hit. And immediately, I think that gives me an opportunity to contend. If you ask the Chargers before last season started, they were absolutely a nothing. You know, 
careless. You know, they have a good defense. They got they got the Bosa brother. We mentioned that they got Derwin James. They have a really good foundation of a defense, but they're still a little bit of a nothing. Even before the season started, if it weren't for that doctor that punctured uh, this guy's lung, Harbor doesn't even go on. And yeah, he doesn't even go off and have the season. Yep. To, 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 to try to bring it home, though, I am going to say the picks just because of the uncertainty. I know that goes against everything I've said in the earlier podcast, but I'm going to go with the uncertainty because I feel I might just hit. And if I don't, well, I don't think I was going to get much anyway with free agency. I don't. Yeah. I, I, first I, of all, where I am feel, I going to get my quarterback anyway? I feel, Charlie, that uh, you're going to be part of Yanko's yeet next week. <laughs> One of the just, two. Just because of what you just said. Probably. So I would go the free agency route. You would. Uh, okay. Finished product. I already know what these players have. Uh, I got to turn this thing around. But I'll who's your quarterback? Some, that's the beautiful thing. You're, you're, you're uh, <laughs> some character guys. Yeah. Get some character guys. Yeah. And what? You're going to uh, bring Mitchell Trubisky and be your quarterback. I'll figure out the rest. So free agency all over spend. Okay. So together. like, right. Or let's imagine you were in this scenario. Who do you sign? Let's say you're like, you're, let's say you're the Jets and let's say you're the Jaguars. The Jaguars don't have the first round pick in this little weird scenario that you're making. The yes. Jets don't have a high pick either. They're not going to get any of the rookies. Yes. They have all the money in the world. Who are they signing? Them? So I would, the, what I would address first would be offensive line and defensive line. Hands down. Bro, because look, think of it. No, it doesn't matter who you have at quarterback. I, I agree. So you why would protect them? I know. So why? Okay. So why even beef up the line? You know, like just I, in that case, sign like three mediocre quarterbacks. You let the first one break. You let the second one break. And then at that point, you know. Just so, so we're, we're, other- we're going to, okay. So, so, so let's go hypothetical here. Okay. Okay. This is just opening another can of worms here. All right. Let's, let's analyze those two teams. Let's analyze the Jaguars and, the and let's analyze the Jets. Okay? okay. And let's put that scenario uh, with these two teams, both, both teams. And let's exclude Sam Darnold. Uh, they don't have quarterbacks, neither the Jets nor the Jaguars do. Uh, you're telling me that if you beef up offensive line, Okay to protect your quarterback and you go get yourself uh there we go (laughs) here we go here we go we were actually just talking about this team the new york jets and carl lawson have agreed to a three-year 45 million dollar 30 dollar guaranteed for up to 47 million dollars pass rusher old pass rusher for the Cincinnati Bengals is now a member of the Jets. So I guess, I guess Robert Sala is going down the route you're talking about because yes. that is a lot of dough, a lot of dough for uh sheesh. Heck man, you 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 gotta you gotta analyze your situation, you gotta analyze where you go. I know it's a hypothetical what I asked you. I know there's a bunch of different scenarios that is gonna, you know, that's where you're gonna lean at, but you protect offensive line, you address your pass rush, you get at the quarterback, everything else, nothing matters. Offensive line, it, you need to have a comparable quarterback, but at the same time, if you get a serviceable quarterback, he's going to make it work if you protect him. And the rest is history. It's very hard. I think people don't understand this, but it's very hard for a rookie to have like an immediate impact on your team. It is, it is. But, but, but also, and, and again, this is this is where and this is about arguing here. So this is where you're contradicting yourself. Why? Because you're also mentioning how free agency is so hard to hit. So a lot of these players that you're overpaying for 
All they're looking is to cash in. Now you've paid the money. They don't have to produce anymore. They don't have why they have the cushion of four-year contract. They don't have to immediately produce. They're good. They got no pressure. You know, a so, rook, a rookie comes in and they have to produce, especially knowing the significance that your GM is on a short leash. He's got it because the next GM might come in and you might be gone. So that's 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 just what I think on that. So, so to, to allude to your point, uh it goes back to Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. Oh boy. It, different thing, but why did you go for Justin Herbert again? No, no, no. I, I agree. I agree. I agree because of the certainty, because I've already seen you already it. know what you have. Now, rookies, for whatever reason, I don't I'm not an NFL player. I didn't play college sports, but they can make sometimes a bridge, the mental toughness, the grind that is the NFL. So their hit rate is you already have this guy that has been around in football. He already knows what you need to do. And maybe a change but, of scenery helps. But, 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 but again, these guys were let go for a reason. So, so you're expecting production. You're expecting good production to save your, your, your job out of a player that was basically fired from his previous team. Because some of these free agents have been fired. Some of these free agents just simply were, were not signed. Some of them are bargains. We mentioned it. Some of them are bargains. But at the same time, how many? I mean, let's get back to Justin Herbert. Did he not hit? Did he not make the Chargers immediately in a, a powerhouse in the AFC now? He did. So, again, if we look at it at a point of view of what's safer, free agency is probably safer. If we look at it at what has more possibilities to bring fruits back to me, oh, the draft all day long. The draft, I, I just feel if I'm going to go down with the ship, I'm going to go down with the players <laughs> that I am picking. And at that point, you know, I'm going all in. I have a, a boatload of picks. I get myself Trevor Lawrence. I get myself a good pass rusher in the draft. I get myself a good wide receiver. I, you know, I get myself one of each particular positions, not necessarily in the first round, but, you know, I got so many, I can, I can even trade around and I can make a lot happen. So I just feel that's the way I would go if I'm the good, good arguments though. I, I, I good question. Josh. Agree. Uh, what do you call it? Agree, Agree to, to disagree. disagree. I like that. I like that. I really do. But I like how we uh, we were actually even able to put in some breaking news and <laughs> and make it work to our little segment there. Exactly. Another little random thing: the Broncos placing the low tender on Philip Lindsay. Mm. Wow! So that that basically means he's going to be free to negotiate, and there's not much the Broncos can uh, get in return. I think for they him. can match. They'll match it, but they they, they they won't get anything in return for him. So right, Philip Lindsay, man, I, I'm 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 surprised that uh, is it like he has like he's he's great, but is he? He's he had good like random good luck, but then it's actually because he's undersized. He was undrafted. He's he's a leading rush rusher of that team, but then Melvin Gordon's there. Why did you sign Melvin Gordon? I don't know. The Broncos are a weird situation. They're weird, man. I know you mentioned in the past that Deshaun Watson was a good chance to go there and suddenly they would hit. But I don't – I mean, they have a good team, but A, they don't got a quarterback. And B, their running back situation is a mess. It really is. I, I don't understand. I didn't understand that Melvin Gordon signing, to be honest with you. It, it didn't make sense. I think it almost felt like you were just trying to prove something to the Chargers. But, but the good teams don't do that. The good teams don't try to just take away. They don't do that. But anyway, all right. I got one for you, bro. I got Talk one for me. you. All right. So this is a scenario 
a little bit of the free agency that we're talking about, but we're going to, we're going to take a dive to our time machine and we're going to go back in the past a little. We talked about, we're going to talk about time machine, a DeLorean. Yeah, that's right. Otherwise I'm not going. Oh, okay. All right. No, no, (laughs) no, 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 no. So, so we're going to talk about the guy that retired. All right. And we're going to particularly, and and again, try to put yourself in these shoes. Okay. You, you now you're the GM that knows what's happened already. Don't, don't try to be the GM of that moment that was scared of his injury. Mm-hmm. Do you take that Drew Brees that was going to go on to have that career from that moment on? Or do you take the highly sodded Peyton Manning in free agency where the Broncos picked them up? Ah, so so the year Peyton Manning left the Colts, uh, the year after, right? That version of Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. who still had a lot in the tank, it was playing as a, he had an MVP yeah. season the year fall. Uh, or uh, the Drew Brees that they joined the Saints and then won a Super Bowl with the Saints. Both players basically won a Super Bowl, so and they obviously played each other too. Ironically, they did. Ironically, except one was with the Colts at that right. time, Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that when I made the question. Oh, man. I would go with uh, Drew Brees. Uh, the reason why I would pick Drew Brees is because not that Peyton Manning did not, did not have an, an illustrious career, uh, but I think Peyton Manning was more dependent on his uh, physical abilities. Uh, not that he wasn't cerebral, it's not what I'm saying, but okay, let's analyze Drew Brees. Drew Brees was, was not a tall guy. He didn't have a strong arm. Uh, his best craft was accuracy, mm-hmm. right? Extremely and, accurate. Extremely accurate. He didn't have a cannon arm and Manny had a really good arm, mm-hmm. uh, not a cannon, but, and he was very cerebral. I get that. And he had the prototypical you know, uh, statute of what used to be, life. what used to be the prototypical, what yeah, you want. Not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, Alas Caller Murray, which, which but let me put a little sign up before we forget. And just answer that one. Would Peyton Manning be drafted nowadays? Anyway, carry on. Yeah. Uh, in that case, imagine Brock, Brock Osweiler would be the next, you yeah. know, superstar quarterback. Cause Brock Osweiler was huge. He was like six, seven, six, eight. But besides the point, so anyway, yeah. answer your question, Drew Brees. I Drew would Brees. definitely take Drew Brees. He got all the acolytes. He, he, you know, Drew Brees, if you really think of it, Drew Brees never had a crazy take out Michael Thomas. Well, and, and, and that's, and Michael Thomas became a thing at the, like at the last part of his career. It, right. It, he never had no. a superstar. You know who his number he had, one? He had Joe Horn. He had a, he had Joe Marquise, Horn. He had Colston. He had Marquise Colston. These guys but, aren't. No, no, I agree. They, he, you know, actually, if we go down in history and look at his best receiver, is it not safe to say that it was probably Graham? Jimmy Graham, probably, yeah, because they, they had that crazy. And monster. and if it and, and if it's not Jimmy Graham, I mean, you could say you could say um, this guy, man, the rookie. The, I mean, not the rookie. This number, Michael the, Thomas. Michael Thomas. Yeah, obviously, he's he's really good, but. Kamara would actually be up there also as one of his best receivers he's had. Mm, Drew Brees was the type of quarterback that made, he was kind of like what we mentioned about Tom Brady. He would make random nobodies into good receivers. 
This is a hard one because I kind of agree with you, but for argument's sake, just to put a, like, a little bit into, you know, chippiness, not that there's a lot there, but I would just go paint Manny just because of the fact that for the longest time, there was an argument of whether Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, who was better, you know, mm. Peyton Manning retired. And now Tom Brady's won like five more Super Bowls since he retired. <laughs> so that discussion, God, man, ah, you know, I guess to make this a little bit more argumentative, would your answer change if you knew that they were both going to have the same timeline from the moment they signed? No, I would still go Drew Brees. You still go Drew Brees? I think I think that's where I definitely would stay with with Peyton Manning. The the ability because you know the last two years of Drew Brees were not good. If it was, you no. saw what happened without Michael Thomas. The 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 Saints were atrocious this year. Other than thank God for Kamara because dump off to Kamara, dump off to Kamara, dump off to Kamara. You know PPR. But points. I think the same could be said for Peyton. His last year and a half. No, no, no. And that's where I was headed. So so that's what I was gonna say. The last year and a half for Peyton Manning, also atrocious, also atrocious. So if we were to just compare apples to apples in their good years, Peyton Manning was a so much better quarterback than Drew Brees. So much better. I just, I just think Drew Brees did a lot more with less. But who Grant did you? He has Sean did, Payton. Yeah, but he who did? Sean Payton. And who did, but who did uh, this guy have in Denver? Who did He okay. made these guys. So, so we're talking in Denver or are we talking in, in uh, Indy? No, Denver, because remember, this is after he leaves Indy. Okay. So in Denver, uh, how long did he last, give or take? Four years. Four years? And then after that, he just retired, right? Right. So he spent most of his career in Indy. I, I allude this point to Indy because look at what he had at Indy. And even at that, Manning, because of because of the GOAT, he should have gotten more. And we already talked about this, but he should have gotten more chips. Well, Manning but is Manning is Charles loaded, Barkley. Loaded at Indy. You had Marvin Harrison. You had Reggie Wayne. You had Dallas Clark. You had Edger and James. You had Joseph Adai. You had a great offensive line. And you only got. And, and a beast one? defensive line. So that's what I'm saying. No, I no, it agrees. And I mean, yeah, I know at Denver, I mean, at Denver, he inherited a great situation because he, he really did not, that defense was great, but he, he made everybody better in Denver offensively. I'll I, give you, I'll give you one thing. Breeze re-imaged the New Orleans Saints. They went from the, oh, New, Orleans, they went from the New Orleans Saints to the New Orleans Saints and, and the Broncos. They went from being in the playoffs with Tim Tebow. They were a joke of a franchise still because Tim Tebow wasn't going to take them anywhere. Anybody who argues now, that. That's the point that that Broncos have had already, you know, a glimpse of success in the John Elway era. No, and that's what and I'm saying. Jake I, Plummer, I agree where you're coming from. You know, I, I they had Jake, Jake Plummer. They had Brian Greasy to kind of, you know, serve it a little bit better. So they had success with Plummer, too. Grant you, they never got over the hump to go to the, you know, an, an AFC championship, but they were relevant with Jake Plummer. And then they had a little episode with, with uh, Jake Cutler. But the Saints, bro, the Saints just... They were terrible. I think the last quarterback that was there before them, if you remember him, uh, Aaron Brooks. You remember Aaron Brooks? Yeah, I remember Aaron Brooks. It was pretty good for fantasy. Jeff Blake. Jeff Blake. You remember Jeff Blake? Yeah, I remember Jeff Blake. The one guy that comes to name that was a beast for the Saints in the last couple of years before they Drew Brees came in, and he even played with him, was Deuce McAllister. Oh, dude. Beast. He was awesome, bro. Beast running back. So that in itself, you know, it kind of just again. So this is, a, a, you know, it was expected, but it's official. Jameis Winston resigns a one-year 
with the Saints. So oh, that's that is, but that's uh, big. That's big. Twelve because- mil. Twelve mil for one year. So he got less than Cam Newton. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Cam Newton is an MVP. Jameis Winston never sniffed that. Wait, he, he also got less than they take some hill. Oh, that one hundred and forty million dollar. Vogue's yeah. contract that didn't really yeah. exist. Um, so well, this, go, is, this is good. Winston. This was good. All right. So guys, as you, as you guys know, we actually opened up our Instagram this week. It was pretty cool. I know uh, uh, some of you have actually already been reaching out just so the guys who don't know, uh, we mentioned it last week. It's the CYJ underscore podcast. That's our Instagram uh, name. Go ahead and let us know if you, if you, if you like anything, if you like anything tweaked, we've already put up a couple stories up there. People have actually been writing to us. We have a couple mailbag questions that we're going to go ahead and jump into right now. I'm going to actually look into the first one that we ever got. Uh, this was from Mr. Gian Carlo. So uh, props to Mr. Gian. Thank you for writing Teddy, in. Teddy. That's right, Mr. Teddy. That's right. Anyway, I'm just going to read you guys a message. He said, uh, what's up, guys? Uh, just finished hearing episode five. Very good stuff. Always enjoy listening to every every Tuesday at work. Uh, just a few topics I'd like to hear, especially going on more on my bears. And I know you guys talked about it a little bit on the last episode on the quarterback situation, but I want to know more. Would you rather have Watson or Russell Wilson? And we'll, we'll kind of get to that one. We've kind of talked about it a little, so we won't dig too much into that question. But yeah, we'll, we'll tie it in with the following questions because they're all kind of tied in. Are you willing to give up your top defensive players? He mentions Max, Hicks, Fuller, etc. Will it be worth it? Will they be a playoff or even maybe Super Bowl contenders if they were to get either quarterback? Good stuff there. Good stuff by Mr. Gian. I, I, uh, thank you, Gian, for being a listener. I know you've been there since the beginning, and we haven't had too many, but uh, awesome stuff. Thank you for uh, writing in. So so thoughts. First of all, Russell, Watson, we've talked about it a lot, so maybe we won't go in depth too much. But off the top of your head, if you had to choose right now who's the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, not, not who's going to happen, but who would make more sense for the Russell. Chicago Bears. Russell? Russell Wilson. What about you, Charlie? I'm going to go Russell Wilson too. This isn't the would you rather. So I'm going to agree yeah. with you. He's already been proven. He's good. He has the best deep ball in football. But uh, that's another topic because I've I mentioned it time and time again. I don't trust the Bears organization. So to kind of exploit the question that he mentioned, does it make them Super Bowl contenders? I'm going to say no. I think this team – I think it's going to take a lot more than Russell Wilson to make it work. Uh, unless he can figure out the Green Bay situation. I mentioned it a few times. I think this team is, is, is about to explode. And I, and I believe they should have rebuilt this year. Right now is the time to trade their assets. And now what's going to happen is they're going to trade all their assets for Russell Wilson. They're not going to be a good defense anymore. And Russell Wilson's going to end up being in the same situation that he was in Seattle. So to make a short story, I say no. I don't even. I'm not even sure they make the playoffs with Russell. So Charlie, a uh, uh, question to allude to Gian. Um, if you had the opportunity, you would go with Russell. Would you give up uh, one of your premier defensive players, Hicks or Khalil Mack or Fuller or Roquan, uh, to go get Russell? No. Which <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm contradicting myself left and right, brother. So this is what I would do. If I'm training away anything, I'm training away picks now. Why? Because this is this is it. This is it for this this administration. This is it. They need to win now. So if they don't win now, they're gone. So I just mentioned it right now. You you they have a good defense, but in no way, shape, or form am I trading Khalil Mack. There's no way I'm doing that. I'm not. Maybe see Hicks is a monster too. Maybe Fuller because cornerbacks are are dependable when you have a good pass rush. You can plug almost anyone in. 
but I would shy away from it because if I'm going Russell Wilson, I am all in on winning the Super Bowl this season. I don't believe that's going to happen, but I don't believe it's worth mortgaging. If you're, if you're Russell Wilson, think about it. Russell Wilson is going from a bad defensive team to trading to all these assets to become what, you know? So to make a story, once again, not trying to expand too much, I would say no. I would not give up. I would just, I would just break it all up. It's going to sound like I'm bitter, but I would trade Mac. Uh, <laughs> I would trade Mac and two first round picks to go get Russell. And I do think that if they go get Russell and they eliminate Mac, uh, the Bears have always had this knack of uh, having great defenses. Yeah, but Vic uh, Fangio it's, it's isn't a, there anymore, and they it, have an yeah, offensive it's coach. It's true. It's a staple, but that's the point. Now they kind of like the, it's kind of like the whole Pittsburgh thing. Pittsburgh, you know, they're yeah, always good. That, on that's how I see it. They're going to be great on defense. Now look, look at what they're facing. Uh, their big brother, the Packers. You know, now I think that guarantees in playoffs, and they become relevant if they do get Russell. Uh, Super Bowl. I mean, you never know. A very highly motivated uh, Russell, and they obviously there's a lot of pieces left. They have to keep obviously Allen Robinson. They got to fortify that offensive line, get Montgomery going. I do think they become relevant, Chicago, and very close to perhaps competing in a championship. Unfortunately for them, they're uh, in the conference where the goat is, and Aaron Rodgers is not going away. And there's always that one or two teams that you did not see coming, but. I think they will. They'll they'll be contenders for sure. Uh, trade trade away Mac and two I first round picks and go get once Russell. again agree to disagree. I and and I don't want to sound like a Bears hater. I really don't. I, I just feel that they're in a situation where they could fall into the Texas Texans organization really quick. You know, I, I guess if I was in their shoes, if I have the opportunity of getting Russell Wilson, then yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and try to do everything I can to get him. You, I know I mentioned I wouldn't trade any of these assets. At the end of the day, Russell Wilson, you're going to get him if you're Chicago. I'm just saying I'm not sure it's the best decision to make in the long run. So, And, and we have another listener. We got Mr. Mr. Gill. You know, uh, Kudos to you, my friend, too, who was always listening in. He had a question. Let's say there's no Watson or Russell Wilson going through. What's the next best decision to make? You know my thoughts. My decision is if we can't get Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, Dude, I'm rebuilding. They're obviously not thinking that. They must believe it because they're reconstructing their, their contracts all over again and they're trying to get capped. So they must have a plan. So what would you do? It seems that this uh, franchise or ownership uh, would be perhaps satisfied if the Bears make another playoff appearance. So that's what I'm going to base my principle on. So you think that that's all it needs to not – be fine. Yeah, because my, my logic is if you really were uh, concerned in the direction that your franchise was going, uh, you would have fired Nagy and Pace this year. But what I believe what saved them is that ultimately they made playoffs. Uh, grant you, they kind of just, you know, were barely there, but they made playoffs. So that's some kind of success. For, for the Bears organization. I mean, it is. Making playoffs is great. No, right? it is. It is. Uh, but to answer that question, um, I would not bring back Trubisky. I would not uh, go with Foles. Uh, I honestly would uh, try either to go get Mariota, which will be very inexpensive, or I dare to tell you, even though your offense might not be so dynamic, but Alex I Smith. still believe in Alex Smith. If you give him a good offensive line, 
And, and if you, if you just, I don't know what's up with Nagy, but if you just like run the freaking ball, okay, just run the ball and rely on your defense and do not, Alex Smith is not going to turn over the ball. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get Robinson. I, that would be good. And you're going to win a lot of, of 1915, 1917 games. And that that defense is going to be motivated Mm -hmm. because they're going to be like, Oh my God, here we go again. Trubisky or Foles turn over the ball. Now we got to, you know, because the Bears, the Bears had really good games this year. I just think they figured it out already a little too late. Look at the success that they had when they were running the ball with Montgomery. That that opened Heck, the floodgates. And Montgomery's but, not even one of the greatest running backs out there. He's he's a good he's a good guy. He's, he's a good guy. And then they're they're bringing back Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen's coming off of That's an injury. Right. He's a gadget guy. He's well, a and they, and they running did back tag too. Robinson. He did say he's not sure he's going to sign it. I think he'll still end up signing it at the end right. of the day. But but, but they well, did what sign- option would you go, Charlie? I like that. I like that. If I ultimately, I think if I'm not going to rebuild. Because like it's the, true. You got to win now. Yeah. You, you can rebuild. You, you got to win now because otherwise they're going to clean the house. And yeah. Just so you you can't rebuild. I you guess as an, as an organization, I would say rebuild, but they already decided not to. I right. do have to say, I would say caution what you just mentioned that maybe playoffs is enough. Heck, look at what happened to the Texans. The Texans made the playoffs and then game three, adios, fired. So that's not a guarantee that 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 you have a Bill O'Brien. Ooh, I mean, he was gone. And and are the Bears Bill O'Brien? No, probably not. They're not at that point. They're not a joke. They're not a joke of an organization at all by any stretch. No, they're know. not. They're not. But it, I'm just trying to prove how how quick suddenly you can be in a situation like that. But but if I was a, if I was to be put in that situation, if it's not any of the two quarterbacks that you mentioned, I would feel safe instead going with the with the with the rookie. One of the one of the one of the top five. Even even if even if I don't I don't want to reach for anybody in the draft. I don't want to if if a I don't know what do you happen to know where the Bears are picking? Let me see if I can get there real quick. Bears the uh, draft position for this season. The Bears are drafting. They got to be in the middle of the pack. I mean, looking here, the Bears have the twentieth overall first round pick. So actually. E, that kind of makes me hesitate on my answer of the quarterback because at that point, the experts are saying that all five – they're saying five quarterbacks might go in the first round. You have to trade up. You're going to have to trade up. I guess if you're in the situation that these guys are, it's like, well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, we, we, it's do or die, so maybe trade up. Maybe if you don't want to give up too much, depending on where Mac Jones goes. I know he's kind of trending up lately, but maybe try to trade up for a, trade, uh, for a Mac Jones kind of player. I feel he's the type of player that could fit Nagy's system because he's just going to do the, exactly what Nagy asked him to do. What Trubisky couldn't do, and that makes me wonder so much and so many things about Trubisky because Nagy's offense is one of the easiest offenses out there. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess, I guess I, that's why I keep saying I think it's a tough situation for the Bears. I really, really do. It I is. really, really, really think it's a tough situation. I, it doesn't help either that you're with uh, – that you have a – you know, all a and it relates. It relates to what you mentioned, Josh, earlier. Fifty-six percent or fifty-five percent of first-round picks don't hit. Mitchell Trubisky, man, and look how bad it turns out when you miss. When you whiff on a quarterback, it is a hundred times worse than whiffing on any other position in in in, in the NFL. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to recover. Terrible. All right, so we got another question. Uh, we'll wrap it up with this one. This is from our good friend Joel Aldas. Uh, he says, "What's up, guys? I like a lot of what you guys do. I'm in." Average NFL football fan. Don't 
Don't really have a team, so I enjoy watching all games. I also play fantasy football with friends, so I am learning a lot from you guys. Then he goes on and kind of talks about what we mentioned about Dak Prescott last, uh, last week. He agrees with us. He thinks they overpaid. He thinks they should have gone another route, but, you know. He also mentioned about the reviewing on the calls. He thinks it's a bad idea to start reviewing. So kudos to you, man, for listening to the show and, and, and letting us know what you think. But he did mention one topic that I would really like for you guys to cover is salary cap. I know there's a salary cap, but how does it work? Is it the same for all teams? Does it vary from team to team? Is it negotiable? I would really appreciate you guys if you guys would like to go over that. So we talked about it a little bit. We mentioned how the salary cap is manageable. There's nothing to do like, like a NBA where you got a, the luxury tax or the hard cap and the – what is it? I know baseball's the – confusing, man. It's just confusing. There's just I, loopholes. I know when you and me play NBA 2K – we turn off all the all that jitters and we just yes, make it a normal just... salary cap because it's it's hard. Football is very clear cut. We mentioned it. There's a cap. You got this much amount of, of money. Spend it wisely. There is a lot of maneuvering to do, and that's why we've mentioned it a few times. You have to have a good general manager because what you can do is you can always extend it to the following year and extend it to the following year and extend it. Granted, you put yourself in a situation. We saw it with the Saints. Uh, man. They're in a tough, tough situation, and, and that's why they got to settle for Jameis Winston because they can't do anything else right now. They have no money. And, and I know after signing Jameis, they're still under the cap by a lot. Over the cap, sorry, by yeah. a lot. So anything you'd like to expand on this whole cap? No, thing? so it's uh, it's uh, it's what, what you said, Charlie. Uh, every year, the cap, the cap room goes up. And I believe that the reason why uh, the NFL owners did this is because they want markets that are less relevant to be competitive when, when it's time to sign free agents. A perfect example here in the U.S. is uh, baseball. Uh, baseball, there is no cap. Well, so what does that mean? Well, there you're, is, but it's it's Your Yankees, your Dodgers, you know, the big spenders can always get anybody in their roster and not worry about ramifications other than you being the owner and you having to dish out, you know, this, this money to them. So the NFL was intended, again, for a lot of these markets like Green Bay, you know, like Seattle, like, you know, the, the smaller market, smaller town, Kansas City, Cleveland, uh, you know, Cleveland to stay relevant, Buffalo to stay relevant. And it, it forces kind of the hand of the owner to actually have to spend. You brought this point too that your cap space, you have to spend 90 percent of it, you know, in players. Now, there's different ways to structure it. Uh, you know, signing bonuses is big. Now, another thing, too, about the NFL is just because it says the contract, let's say it's for $160 million. Well, that doesn't mean that everything's guaranteed. The same baseball, so the, the same basketball. Right. So, so there's kind of a loophole to it. Okay, how much of that money is guaranteed? And it all depends how it's structured in a yearly basis as an assigning bonus. There's a lot of incentives. You know, if you throw for 40 touchdowns, you're going to get so much. So there's a lot of lingo, but basically, long story short, that's how the NFL operates. In regards Here's a to little homework assignment for you and me, Josh, and Yankel, once you listen to this. How about we look in to last year's draft class, not draft class, free agency class. Mm -hmm. How many of those players are actually still with their team? That's actually no. a good question to ask because I guarantee you it's a big number that aren't. Oh. That. It's a big number. I, again, not to be a homer, but I was reading this. Uh, so the first year that Gruden and Mike Mayock, Mike Mayock being the general manager of the Raiders, mm -hmm. John Gruden being the head coach of the Raiders, that, that you know, they, they were they came the together. together. All the free agents of that year are no longer with the team. 
Okay. So you're talking Trent Brown, who they paid a big chunk of money to make him the highest. The, uh, in the words of Gruden, make him the LeBron James of tackles. <laughs> Meaning, okay. Meaning that, okay. Oh, by the way, drafted by the 49ers in the seventh round. Right. So Trent Brown is gone. Tyrell Williams is gone. The wide receiver. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner is gone. Uh, so what does that mean? Again, you know, you have to spend the money, but you got to spend it wisely because you, you're you're eventually going to want for that player to be a foundational piece to your team and contribute. And that's why free agency is a hit and miss cap and all that stuff. But essentially, Joel, that's that's how it works. I hope uh, we, we and 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 question. just to wrap that part up. This is why I like the NFL. Ultimately, I know Joel, you're a soccer fan, so you know how soccer works and you understand the whole process that. The big dogs always get the best players. It, it, yes, uh, sir. Josh Real just mentioned Madrid. it in baseball. Real Madrid, you got Barcelona, you got the Manchester's, you got you got these teams that will always be better than everyone else in their league. And as a fan, it's boring. You 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 yeah. really don't know. Look at Cleveland for the longest time, they've been a laughing stock, yeah, because of their terrible administration. But last year they made the playoffs and they beat a historic team like the Pittsburgh Steelers because they beat them and they 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 stomped them. That doesn't happen in soccer. That doesn't really happen in other sports. Football is, is, is great. Thanks to the salary cap. Back in the day, Jerry Jones used to last a lot of money. Free agents used to come because there's no cap. The NFL figured it out. And where we're at now, thanks to the salary cap. So, yep. bro, it's, it's, this has been an awesome – and this has been crazy. I, I feel like my head is pounding because we've gone through all these free agents. We've had a lot of uh, – I'm sure we said a lot of weird stuff. Is there anything that you'd like to – uh, your, little, so, your little director, what do you call it? Your so director's, director's cut. cut. So, guys, because of the severity of this situation and because it was a lot of spinning dishes, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the segment, but dire- there's no director's cut. Uh, I was keeping eyes and ears <laughs> on, on developing news, uh, you know. And Maybe like you, maybe next week, um, maybe next week you might right. come back and be like, well, we were morons. There was actually a five-year Ten million dollar contract. We said eighty million. We applause. Hopefully, right. we didn't say anything like that. Yeah. A lot of these contracts, also a lot of the stuff that we said, breaking news. Remember, guys, the league year does start until Wednesday. So something to note is teams have backed out in the past. A failed physical, uh, a trade might get even the whole Carson Wentz deal. We've already taken it as for granted. Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Until Wednesday at three o'clock Eastern until time. Official. It's not a guarantee. So that is something to watch out. Uh, remember, uh, tell two friends to tell two friends about our show. Josh, awesome job. Yankel, we totally missed you, bro. Uh, next Monday, we will be here once again. Uh, any final words, Josh? No, it was, uh, it, was, it was good stuff. There was a lot of stuff going on, uh, but I think we enjoyed it. Uh, we'll definitely be back at it. We'll see if we're able to throw in a segment, which you mentioned later on the week, to kind of recap this crazy yep. free agency. And uh, Jenko or Junko, uh, you en- enjoy your your time of, uh, I guess, profound thinking and e- emotional distress. And- As you're driving, I'm sure you'll be uh, <laughs> screaming at us. What are you and- guys thinking? Yeah, so I'd love to hear your yeet. Your yeets. Yes, Remember, I, you got I'm two telling yeets. you, it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna involve you, Charlie. Uh, I have a feeling too, man. But definitely, it was it was a good time, man, and and it's uh it's enjoyable. The start of the official start of the 2022 hey, season jo- Josh, is Here's something: the next time you and me speak, it will be officially the the. Let me put it this way: the 2021 NFL season will now be on the clock. Crazy, right, guys? And, uh, 
This has been another edition of the CYJ podcast. Adios. Peace.